I focus on what I can do. And I have this 80-20 rule. What's mean is 20% of my work gets 80% what I need. So with the 20% that I've learned how to do, I can do 80% what I need to because it's... Welcome to the Listen for Life podcast with Genevieve Richardson. Genevieve is a speech-language pathologist rehabilitating adults with communication challenges after a stroke or due to a neurological impairment. Living with aphasia is hard. Caregiving is hard. You are not alone. Get equipped with knowledge from experts in the field and professionals you need to know. We'll hear stories and experiences from others who are navigating life with aphasia. So. Put your earphones in and take a walk outside. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community, a resource, and a support system. We're in this together. Do life. Today, we're talking to Brandon Macon. He is a stroke survivor with aphasia, and he tells us how he is living and thriving despite aphasia and what he hopes for the future. I hope you'll enjoy his story. I took a nap before and after that I watched or listened to your podcasts again and one of the things I love the way you communicate is that you talk about you have to have the stroke you have after the stroke you have to accept that you had a stroke. And I was thinking about that. A lot of things in life that I accept that happen. And then I think about what I'm going to do about the solution that to my problems. And so I can't do anything about the stroke, but I can adapt myself to have the best life that I can since the stroke. A year ago, I was unconscious for the whole month. I don't remember January 2020. And now it's January 23, and I'm able to communicate, over-articulate the way I need to be able to express myself. But the thing I learned before that, a lot of things about my communication is not the words that you speak, but the tone your body language, other things that communicate with you and others. And I learned this with my dogs. I have two dogs. Unfortunately, I lost my first baby last year. And my fur dogs, they can't talk. But I communicated when my dogs for over 10 years. And they know exactly what I want to do before I ever was able to say anything. Because of that experience, I was able to communicate with my dogs and I learned how to do that again. I started with my cousin, little her little baby. She's one. She can't talk like I can, but I learned how to communicate with her. And we were able to communicate without words. And so a lot of things that I thought about is how I can communicate is not with the words that I need to learn. I need to how to communicate with my body language, how I want to show my tone. So when I am frustrated and stuff like that, people can see that and help me. And little things that I am 
struggling with the stroke and everything, it's the little things that I can't do. Like I forget how to do the dishwasher. I forgot that I have to open the little lid so I can put the detergent in the dishwasher. And I'm like, I forgot the little things, but I can do business. I can walk. I can do, do handstands again. Yeah. I can't remember the little things. So people are focused on what they can't do. I focus on what I can do. And I have this 80-20 rule. What's mean is 20% of my work gets 80% what I need. So with the 20% that I've learned again how to do, I could do 80% what I need to because most of the things that I need to do, pretty easy. But the little stuff is still hard. But I learn every day how I can do something else or how I accommodate myself to make sure I can do everything that I need to do back again. So when I think about I have an amazing tribe that love me and they came to the hospital last year when it happened and they were all talking about long-term care and what I need to and everything mm -hmm. they need to do to help me. A year ago, it was a reality that Brandon was not going to be the same person. A year later, I'm able to do everything I need to do by myself. I was able to do that before that. Now my confidence is back to where I know I can do that stuff. But I also, I'm not in the point where I want to not have my tribe. Now I have my tribe and I can do more with my tribe, my better tribe than last year. And I love that I was able to be vulnerable with all the people in my life to tell them, yeah, I can't do this anymore or I'm learning. And people took the time to say, all right, Brandon, this is how you do it. And my cousin, who's my little cousin, showed him how to tie his shoes when he was a little kid. He was doing that for me last year because I couldn't tie my own shoes. And he's been helping me shaving and all this stuff. I can do it again now. And I focus on what I can do a little bit, little bit. And I was able to shave all by myself last, last month. And I talk about like, you know, I can do it, but I don't have to do anymore. I can do <laughs> other things because it took a long time. So I said, I can use my time more wisely. So those are things that <laughs> I'm learning how I need to adapt my life. But I'm so grateful being able to do all these things, but also share my story because I know how it was to not be able to communicate others with everybody. And I'm sitting there like I am confident. I understand what's going on, but I can't respond like the way I want to. So I focus my uncle and my aunt. So I walked in and talked. And Jimmy is my uncle, Jimmy. You met him. He had a stroke too. And because he understands the, he understands the speech, he and I were just talking. Even though sometimes we couldn't figure out the words that we wanted to say, we worked around the words that we couldn't do. And a lot of things that you help and with the speech therapist help me not focus on what you couldn't say, focus on what you can. How can you communicate the questions or how you want to get around that word that you can't remember? I'm probably at the point where I can use 
pretty much every word that I want to, as long as I learned it before. But sometimes I can't think about it right now. Like chores, the word torch. My cousin's daughter, she's 10, she had chores. And I couldn't say that word for weeks. Chores, chores, chores. I keep saying, I say George, like curious George, not chores. And I kept going and I was like, why can't I do that? So I figured out the work that I need to do. I kept saying work that I had to do. And I could say that really easy. And then all of a sudden I was able to say chores again. I was like, wow, why does so hard? I don't like chores because I never like chores. <laughs> That's why I was having troubles with that. But if it's about business, if it's about real estate, I remember their names now. It's really easy for her now. So yeah. <laughs> You have a very positive outlook, what you can do. You constantly focus on what you can do. You talk around what you can't think of and you keep moving forward. Yes. And before the stroke, I was a, a professor. I became a professor when I was 26 years old. And I started a business when I was 31 years old. And I've been entrepreneur and the everything since then. And then I thought about all the things that I couldn't do anymore. And I said, well, okay, this life, it happens. Everything can change in a second. But what am I going to do about that? I can wallow. Yeah, I did. I ain't gonna lie. I cried when I was in the hospital. Like when I realized that I really had a stroke, I was like, oh, this sucks, man. Why? And I trying to think about why I was so stressed out and this, that. I was like, all right, how long am I going to take this time to wallow? Now I got to do the work to get better. Mm -hmm. And that's why I th thought about this. And when I was talking to doctors, everything, therapists, they said, you're going to be able to regain back more in the first year if you put the work in. And that's exactly what I did. So when I tell that I still have plenty of things that I wish I can do again, but why focus on those things? Focus on what I can do so I can live my life the best way I can. And every day I learn a little bit to get better. And now I feel like, yeah, I'm not the same man. I'm actually better. I love it. I love it. Brandon, you are just such an inspiration. And I'm just so excited that you and I reconnected. So take us back. Tell us a little bit about you before your stroke. Give us the high points. Your stroke was one year ago. What have you done for treatment this year? And what are you looking forward to in this year, 2023? Yes. So you met my aunt. We're from a big family. My mom is the youngest. And my mom, unfortunately, had a couple strokes. She had her first one at 39. I was 38. So I'm like, okay, I don't want this to have three. She had three. So a lot of things that I was focused on, my health, I work out all the time. I have so much energy normally that I basically wake up about 7 a.m. And I go to 2 a.m. and go back. I was burning myself out because I was an entrepreneur. 
I had a family. I had two babies that travel all the place. I have one oldest girl was born in Germany. The other one was born in Arizona. And then I went to school in Minneapolis and I am Texan in Texas now. And I was in Florida. I was all these places to build out my business for Airbnb to help renting out houses and all these places. And so when I use my phone right there, I have so many people that respond to me and I need to connect with my team and everything to make sure everybody is on the same page. And I can do it before, but it was really hard. And because I didn't take the time off like I needed to, I would rest a little bit, but I kept going, kept going because it's your business and all that stuff that's going on. It's never easy. Everyone thinks it's supposed to be. And so I kept working, kept working. And when I was in Florida in 2021, I went from the Super Bowl in Tampa. I went to Atlanta. I went to Mississippi. I was in Texas. I was in Arizona. I went to California, back to Arizona, back to Texas, back to Minneapolis, back to Chicago, back to Minneapolis, back to New York, back to Chicago, back to Minneapolis, back to New York, back to D.C., back to Fort Myers, back to Miami. That was all one year. I was doing too much. And I loved it, but I wasn't taking the time off. And then I felt like I wasn't feeling good. I was working on a house and I said to one of my clients or, and partners, like, yo, I got to be done because I need to rest and my team can do the rest. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And I was sitting there like just not feeling good. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, why am I not feeling good? And then I had a stroke in December 30th on 2021. The thing was, I don't remember two days. I was found in New Year's and I was like, for two days, I don't remember what's going on. And then I was done for all of January. And so that was really hard. And when I kept going, when I woke up and I realized what's going on, I was like, okay, what do I have to do? Okay, I have to go to the bathroom because I was having issues remembering how to go to the bathroom. Little things that we learned when we was a kid. I'm doing this at 38 years old. I'm like, how? I can't remember how to go to the bathroom. Like, that's really humbling. And so I said, okay, what can I do? Every day, little bits, little bits, little bits. And now I at the point where I can do everything I need to do. I am talking to more people because I didn't realize how many people had a stroke. The commercial said over 40, these are the signs of a stroke. I'm like, well, I'm not 40 yet. Now I know about the strokes. I've learned how many people had a stroke. I had friends in college that told me about that. And they told me last year they had a second one. I was like, what? How? And they're under 40 years old. They was 25 when it happened. Another aunt of mine had strokes four years ago. She had three of them. And I was on the phone with her two days ago. And we had some really vulnerable 
times because she was in the hospital. She was also paralyzed. I couldn't do anything on my right arm for all year until probably November last year, just a couple months now. She was saying how much she was going through and her people were telling her doctors or her therapists were telling her she was lazy. I was like, whoa. And so when I heard her story, I talked about you because you were the first therapist that said, Brandon, you can do what you want to if you put the work in. I said, I got you. I will do the work. No problem. <laughs> as soon as I was able and I felt like I can communicate the way I want to, I hit you up. I want her to see what I can do because she saw me when I couldn't do it. We had so much fun torturing you that summer. Oh, man. <laughs> it was hard. It was. Now, now I can do that because I listen to music. I have my cousin talking. I got all this, all these right. things that I can focus on again. It's not because I couldn't or have to, it's because I want to. And so if you want to something, you focus on what you can do. I can't do it all day today, but I can do this a little bit, a little bit. Every day, okay. getting better, getting better. And so now for 2023 and beyond, I thought about my business and said, this is one of the things that was one of the reasons why I had a stroke because I was doing way too much. So I said, what do I want to do? I can do anything I want to. What do I want to do? And I said, I always want to help others. But also, I figure out that I want to help others and myself. And helping myself is sharing the story that what I've gone through, not just the stroke, but all the things. I went from being homeless as a teenager. I was in foster care and all these things to be able to high school, get a scholarship to college, learn and wait in three years. So I went from 18 to 21. I graduated from college in University of Minnesota. I bought my first condo before I graduated and I became a landlord in 2004. And I had renters, my friends, paying my mortgage while I was living there. And I started doing that. And then I figured out that I can do more. So I became banker and then I got promoted and I bought another house and then I was traveling and all this stuff. And I love this. And now I said, how can I show all the things that I've done to help people from a 14 year old kid with $35, I'm able to travel and do everything I want to and because the mindset, if you don't believe it, then yeah, you're done. But if you believe it and you're willing to put the work in, you can do anything you want to. I do the handstands. I dance. I'm shaking my booty again because I can just because I want to. I love that I show people what I can do and I show people what I can't do. People on social media, they focus on their highlights. I tell them my low lights because people think that everything is perfect. No, it's the exact opposite. I have to work for all the things that I want, but I feel so good every day when I wake or go to the bed night saying I did the best that I could do. And I wake up the ne next day and I said, yo, 
I feel better. I'm talking now. Normally, I've been listening last year because I couldn't do anything other than listen. Now I'm able to share my story, but also I listen to other stories because it can happen again. And if it does, I'm not going to ever give up. So I'm learning from you, from a lot of people, what can I do to prevent, but also be the best version of myself that I can be. Love it. Brandon, I'm going to go back and listen to this recording and I'm going to write down all these little phrases that you've, that you've said, they are gold. So one takeaway, well, maybe there'll be more than one, whatever possesses you. What's the takeaway for somebody getting discharged? They're out of the hospital. They've gone maybe through a little bit of home care they're maybe getting discharged from outpatient therapy and they're not where they want to be. What would you say to them? So I'll tell a story. I was with my uncle Jimmy and my aunt Mama Val and we were walking around and we saw a man who was needs some help. He was with his partner or whoever, but he was walking and we looked at him, probably had a stroke like us because we understand but we walked around two times and we saw him on a set time. And I just started talking to him and said, Hey, how you doing? We got to, to connect with him. And I eventually took a picture with him, but he had a stroke a day before and he's going through all the stuff that I have to, but he, he's not able to do that stuff. And she, his partner was saying, he thought that he will never be, the same person again. And I told to him, I understand what you feel. And I'm not telling you that it's going to be easy, but I'm going to tell you it's worth it. And so if you do the work, you have an opportunity to get better, but you don't do it. Nothing's changed. You're going to be the same way for the rest of your life. Why stay that way? If you don't have to put in the work to see what you can do. Every day something happens. You don't know when your brain starts connecting again. I had the stroke on my left side, so I lost everything on the right. So I had to learn again, and I'm right-handed. How much harder is it? When I was talking to you, I used my phone with my left hand. I can't remember how this stuff on my left hand, but I said, you know what? It's going to take me a little bit of time. Not that I can't. It's going to take me a little time. So I focus on what I can do, not focus on what I can't do. So if anybody is going through this, like myself, focus on the things that you can do. Focus on the things that make you happy, make you feel good. And when I think about that, it's because I love to help others. I love that feeling to help others. I had a lot of videos from friends and stuff like that telling me, Yo, be, get better and all this stuff. It made me cry to hear all these people saying stuff like that. I was like, you gave me inspiration to never fucking give up. And that's why I got to tell for everybody, it's not easy, but you never give up. Just try it every day, a little bit, a little bit better. That's what you got to do. Did you ever go through a, a moment, a period of time where you felt bad that you had the stroke, that you felt guilty, that you weren't worthy of being here? Yes. Um, 
Funny thing is, when I was in the hospital, my aunt, she had my stuff. Mama Val is a saint. So I'm extremely grateful. She's amazing. And so she she did everything except for she took my phone. <laughs> Your lifeline. <laughs> like, how could you do that? But the thing is, I felt like I messed up. Like, all the things that I did in my life, I'm in a hospital. I can't even go to the bathroom by myself. I can't even go in a wheelchair. And I was like, man, dang, I really messed up. No, I didn't. This is life. I've had many things in my life to stop me. This is not going to be one of those. And I'm going to keep going. Even I die, I'm going to keep going because my legacy is going to live on. I have two girls and I talked about you and you have two girls too. And I think about the things that I'm doing right now is my girls are going to hear this story. So when they go through an adversity, when they have to feel bad about themselves and everything, take the time, feel bad, try, do whatever you need to do. Use your tribe. Don't do by yourself. Try to do by yourself. It's going to be extremely hard. The thing is, my kids are four and seven. When it happened, they were three and six. So they, they don't understand, but they, they were so amazing because I speak German, Spanish, English. Mm. Normally I would because the stroke, I forgot how to speak German or Spanish and English. And so my kids are bilingual. They speak German and English. And so my girls would talk with me in German. So they helped me. But also because they're little kids, they were able to be patient and all this stuff. Now it's better. And so I'm still working on my over articulation, but I don't know how that worked in German. So I had to learn it again. <laughs> I use my tribe and I had people sharing my story to me said, Brandon, do you remember this? Do you remember that? My uh, my aunt came to the hospital for the last eight days in a hospital, and she was just sharing stories. I uh, remember when this, do you remember that? I was like, yeah, I can remember that. And she's focused on, can you remember the things like that? But I can remember what I need to do today. So my long-term memory, right. pretty good. I remember most everything. But the short 10 stuff, I don't remember. So one of the things that I had to communicate with you is I use social media because I remember your name, Jim V. Richardson, but I forget it when I'm on the phone. But now I can look at it. Okay, who am I talking to? Oh, yeah, that's Jim V. I use my aids to help me. I know what I need to. And because I was a professor, I always was able to take someone's name and their face. And I was able to remember all my students. And I had many students who are now my friends now that reached out to me and I remember their names. Like, how can you remember that for almost 10 years or more than 10 years? I was like, because that's one of my gifts. I can remember people's names. But the little stuff you asked me, do something, I forget to do that. I went to go get some water and I forgot what I was doing. That, those are little things that happen. And I know that now. How do I need to, to come and date myself? So I use Calendly. I use Facebook. 
I lose a lot of things to help me with A, to remember what I need to do. And so people focus on what they can't do. I focus on what I can do. Love it. I can't say enough good things, Brandon. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. What I learned working with you and also just doing the program this last summer, I talked a lot about it on previous episodes, but I got to be the supervisor for a couple of weeks during an intensive aphasia camp down at UT Health in San Antonio. AC was a huge theme of the camp. And what I love about you is you took that concept and you ran with it. You applied it. You tell people what you need from them to help you communicate with them better and more effectively. Like you said, you're using your social media, you're using your Calendly. You are staying true to yourself and what you need. And that is so commendable. You've yeah. learned how to advocate for yourself. And now you're advocating for others that have had a stroke, that have aphasia, and they are trying to move forward. So mm -hmm. let's wrap this up because now, of course, I have both big dogs up here and you heard the phone ringing off, you know, folks, this is real life and this is my life because I have a million animals. What's, what's one more message you want to share with folks about aphasia recovery, what you want to do? How do you want to positively impact the aphasia community going forward? That's a good question. First off, I'm still learning how aphasia affects me because I'm in an environment that's really safe with my aunt, uncle, my cousin, his family. So get in your tribe. People have a stroke, they have that aphasia network. So you have to learn your responsibility to say what you need because they don't know. They want to love you. They want to help you. You got to figure out what you need because everybody is different. I can do a lot of things that I used to, but the things I can't do. So I understand that not everybody is able to do everything that I want to, but I built my tribe all over the world. So I got people in German and Spanish or whatever. They will communicate whatever I need to do because they love me. I, I've been a good friend for them for forever. The thing is, people want to help others if you are willing to tell them. You got to keep going because if you stay the same, you know what's going to happen. But if you try, you may get better. It's hard. It's been over a year and I'm still trying to communicate and all this stuff, but I keep telling people what I need. So I was on the phone before I had the call with you. I was supposed to be on the phone with my cousin to help her. She said, hit me up when you're ready. I'm like, no, don't do that. Cause you're asking me to do something that I don't remember. So I use my calendar. I use Facebook. You got to send me the message to let me know. Cause otherwise, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go to get the food, water, and I'm going to let right lay down. I forget. I'm watching Netflix or I'm talking with somebody. So you got to focus on what you need to do to communicate every day. You got to do work 
but you also got to enjoy the time. So when I walk, I'm talking to people. Most time, I'm just listening to people. I called my cousin today because he made a post. He didn't feel good. I took about 10 minutes to tell him, I love you, cuz. That's it. Just to listen to him. And he's like, man, I appreciate that. And the thing is, I spoke probably 30 seconds. He talked for the rest of the time. So you can still love people even okay. though you can't speak the way you want to. I can speak better now, but I can listen so much better than ever now because I had the stroke. I always think about two ears and one mouth. That means you're mm -hmm. supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Now because of stroke, I listen more than I talk. So I use my communication as listening. I can hear everything and I can communicate with my tone, my gestures and stuff like that. So when I do like this, people know what that means, even though I don't say yes or something like that. I was able to communicate. You can do the same thing. I love what you're doing and I want everybody to connect with you because I'm gonna tell you like this, if you want to stay the same, do that. But you wanna get better, hit up Jim V. Richardson. She's amazing. I need her help. And she was the only one who said, Brandon, you can do this. And because of that, I'm doing it. Does that make sense? You're the bomb. <laughs> thank Say you. That, or is that to 1990? I don't know. Brandon, thank <laughs> you. We're going to have plenty more conversations because they're fun. And yes. you have so much to share. And I know we have lots of folks and family that are going to be inspired by your story and what you're doing every day. Thank you. I appreciate it. And one little thing, I wear the hat right now because I'm extremely cold because the, the medication I need to use. So I always have my hat and that's something that I had to accept. And so people will see me in a hat and in the house. I have my jacket on. These are things that I have to do. It sucks, but it's the little things that I got to do. That's okay. I'm happy that I'm alive and I'm able to talk. Pretend you're in Minnesota and not in San Antonio. <laughs> exactly. The high today was 62. So yeah. Brandon, thank you. Thank and you. folks, if people want to reach out and find you on Facebook, how can they do that? So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. LinkedIn, all Brandon D. Macon, Macon like bacon, Brandon Macon. And so you can see me and I use my hashtag making a difference. So I love to help others. And so you, uh, if you want to connect with me, you're welcome to see my story and I will, I'll be happy to connect with my calendar anytime. So that's Love you right. guys. Have a good day and never give up. Never give up. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>